Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good uh, night, everyone. Here's Isabella Reitz, an Amazon Made Simple podcast, and today I have a very special guest. He's a beard guy, and as you can tell, uh, he's showing up at all events, all Amazon events. He's speaking, he's talking, he's moving Amazon business. He's a lot of figure sellers on Amazon, seller on Amazon. And Norm Farrar, welcome to our show for Russian-speaking community. That And this podcast is going to be translated so people will be able to understand us and everything we're talking about. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, of course. Um, first of all, uh, I understand lunch with Norm is very nice. However, a lot of Amazon sellers, they care more about launching stuff before they're actually getting into lunch. So let's talk about it. I know you're a very great expert about launching the products, about I remember how you've been talking about this beard brush for three cents on how you can sell it on Amazon. Yes, it's always with you. I already noticed. <laughs> Um, however, what would be your top, I don't know, 10, five tips about launching business on Amazon? And if you want to tell us why you're doing Amazon, we will be okay. happy to listen. So launch instead of lunch. Here we go. You know, one of the, the very first things that it's so important, and I think people just kind of skip through it, and that's your competitive analysis. So you really do have to dig in and find out who your competitors are on and off of Amazon. And then once you figure that out, then get into your keyword research. I'm using multiple tools. I'm not using a, one set of tools. Let's and, see if I'm matching. What those tools do you use? Okay. I use Helium 10 and I also use Brandon Young's Data Dive. Okay. So that is perfect. Now, there are other tools on the market that show me off Amazon. So I want to go out and I think it's a keyword tools.io. I think that's the one, but that shows me all my Google results. Okay. And then I, I check out those, uh, those results to make sure that they kind of match because Google is going to change. They're not exactly the same and they might have different keywords um, that you could utilize and, and even weave in. The other thing that I do when I'm doing that keyword research is I'll go into Facebook groups or other groups on the internet and I'll pick up. I learned this from a guy named Stephen Black. Listen to the tone and listen to how and what their lingo is because what won't show up in your keyword research is what another person's name is, let's say, for bully stick. Bully stick, another keyword is pizzle. You know, I would know that unless I went into a group. I, you know, there it's just, it would be hard to find. It could be a surfing group. And that surfing group is talking about, yeah, I, I'm too old to surf. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think Greenpeace would come out if I ever surf, but anyways, um, uh, there's all sorts of keywords there, or he uses scuba diving. There's different niches and we just wouldn't know looking for them. And they're small enough keywords or long tail keywords that would give you so many extra sales. So just kind of combining all of that, the very next. Tip. So you are going to look into the ranking juice based on mostly long, uh, low uh, volume or mostly of the high volumes. Here. No. So there's difference in keywords. There's a browsing keyword and there's a buying keyword, browsing keywords. Like let's stick with pets. I might be looking or I might be seeing pet treats or pet chews. Well, that pet owner, first of all, you don't know if it's a dog pet owner or a cat pet owner or a hamster pet owner. You know, if they're just going into pet treats, um, that's browsing and there'll be high volume and you'll waste your budget. Then you could go down to dog treats. Well, they know that they have a dog treat, but it's still, they don't know what they want to buy. If they say bully sticks, now, it's still a very high search word. That's your primary. So that or Pizzle, okay, they, they, but uh, Bully Sticks is a buying keyword. I dig down deeper from that. So I'll go into Helium 10. I'll take 10 to 20 competitors of very similar product. If it's not the similar product, it's kind of close, but it, it's 12-inch instead of 6-inch. 
So my trick is I'll go, I'll get this the huge um, set of keywords. I'll go to their advanced filter and I'll start looking. Well, first I'll go down the list. And if I see the next one down is grass-fed bully sticks. I put grass-fed bully sticks in the advanced filter, separated by a comma, grass-fed, comma, bully sticks. And then I'll hit the uh, the apply and then a whole list of keywords come down for grass-fed. That is what I call a keyword silo. So grass-fed bully stick is technically a long-tail keyword, but it's my primary long-tail keyword. Everything underneath that is a long-tail. And that's what I use. So I'll, I'll do that with grass-fed, odorless, uh, bully sticks, and maybe one more. It might be, uh, I don't know, six-inch bully stick. Okay? And then I have three keyword silos. And those are the keywords that I'm going to be trying to rank for. And I am not going after those primary long tails. I'm going after the long tails of each one of those. And so I'll weave them in into my listing, and then I'll make sure that they are indexed. So that's the first thing that I will do. Um, so silos for me is everything. That's how I've done it for years, uh, and I've had success uh, since I've come on with Amazon with that. I'm an old Google guy. Um, and like back in the 90s, that's how we used to do search engine optimization. Still works today with Google, uh, with Amazon. And the it's very important, too, that uh, like Helium 10, for example, uh, that's my tool of choice. Uh, if you're looking at, I found this really wild. If you're looking over at Walmart, you can't use the same keywords. You have to search Walmart specifically because they come up with a whole different set of keywords. You're wasting your time if you're just going to plug, you know, plug and play those keywords. That, that's true. Yeah. And generally speaking, um, when you do the keyword research, it's still different in between Google, Amazon, and Walmart. And people's behavior is different. Buyer's behavior is different. And generally speaking, yes, those uh, searching agents, they're similar, but they're different because like, as you know, being a Google guy as well as a beard guy for years, uh, Google is indexing your keywords when they're literally like your ranking uh, Norm Farrar, Amazon guy, where Amazon and uh, Google will index this specific keyword as long as you're indexing this, you're ranking this specific keyword, where Amazon is uh, the moment Amazon uh index this keyword, it will be all keywords that are inside, include of roots like Norm and Farrar yeah. and Amazon guy and Beard guy and all of them mixed all together. So Amazon is going to index a little bit different. Do you agree with or disagree? 100%. Yeah, so it, it's a big difference, guys, when you're listening. So keep in mind, uh, you cannot apply this same strategy for Amazon as you're applying for Google and vice versa. And, you know, you can also, like when you're doing your keywords, those keywords that you're looking for um, in those groups, uh, you could look at those separately. Or, uh, again, keeping with uh, the H uh, Helium 10 tools, um, the reviews. The reviews, uh, which will take down all your competitors' reviews. And then you can figure out, you know, on the positive reviews, what are people talking about? Or on the negative. And you can spin that not only into your listing, but also find keywords that because if people are looking for it, might as well weave it in and, you know, use those reviews and what's good, bad or ugly and use it to your advantage and spin it. If there's something ugly, let people know that, you know, this is not a, you. You've got an advanced titanium, whatever, yeah. rather than some cheap steel. Yeah, that's right. We actually used the same approach, uh, similar approach to one of the products that was not dishwasher safe. And people were complaining with other products, with the competitor products, that it's not dishwasher safe and uh, it's not working, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And we said, this product made for your hands and not for your dishwasher. So we just turned negative to positive and yep. it became, it's become a, became our positive side. So it's like, oh, handmade or whatever, whatever. So you have to be gentle with your product. <laughs> okay, so what is the next tip? Okay, next tip. It, it, it's a 
it's a bit more complicated and it combines a whole bunch of things. And this is called, it's just perception. Okay. We talk, you just mentioned the beard comb, right? But there's so many examples of where do you want to come out when you're launching your product? And if you go to any search term, you type in anything, it could be uh, bully sticks. It could be anything that you're looking for. You're going to notice three levels of suppliers of, of perceived value. I did this with Dead Sea Mud. I just put in Dead Sea Mud. And what happened was I saw on the search results uh, one group of, uh, of Dead Sea Mud that came out. I'm not kidding. Like an eight-ounce jar at $6.75 up to $14. Nobody's making money there. That's cheap. It is Dead Sea Mud. It comes from the same spot. It's 14, $16 to $14. Nobody's making money. And one was a 16-ounce jar, by the way. So it ranged from 8-ounce to 16. The next tier, so the next real grouping, came up around the $24 mark and went to about $44. Same 8-ounce to 16-ounce jar came out of the same Dead Sea. The next one was the killer. It was uh, $79 to $90. If you check it right now, you'll see that there's a there's one at 3.5 ounces. It's $90. It's probably cure cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably what they claim. <laughs> and then, you know, it stretches. So the, the, the cheaper one there is actually, I think, an 8-ounce, but that 3.5 is the most expensive one on the page. Now, where do you want to come out there? And what are the differences? So the differences are the ones at the bottom don't understand the market and they want to trade dollars. They, it's called product cannibalization. You have to move tons of product, tons of volume to get anything. And those ones typically fail. Those are people that don't know usually how to market. The second group, okay, you'll see that there's better images, better listing, better everything. And they'll make some money. They might feel that there's more traffic, uh, that they get more sales because there's more traffic. Uh, but what they don't realize a lot of the time is you can have less traffic, more profit, and you'll come out ahead. Uh, and you have to weigh that out. You have to go and you have to do the research to find that out. But I always like going out at the top. And I'll give you just a quick example because this, this sums everything up. A knife. Okay, we went out, we got this Damascus knife. It cost $16. And we, uh, it came out in a clamshell. Okay, clamshell is just a cheap, crappy plastic with cardboard backing. We, we, it came out at $49. When I saw it, I just went, oh, man, we could change this. Just put it into a nicer package and put it into what's almost like an iPhone case. So it had two cases. When it opened up, it revealed the product. It looked beautiful. We, we started selling it at 69. It went up to 79. Well, it ended up at 124. Same, same as the 49. Then we brought it down. It goes between uh, around 99 to 124. Then we said, well, what happens if we just get the same knife, but it's a different model? It's a hammered Damascus steel rather than a layered. And we put it into a wood container. Well, the wood container cost us $3 more, but we found that we could go into the marketplace at $224. Same $16. It's just the packaging, the perception, the images, everything about it are completely night and day. If you want to come out at $49, then that's fine. But we are making almost $100 difference, $80 per knife different, just because we changed the first packaging by $1.75. That's perception. Yeah. Um, I am happy to hear all that because when we are preaching how you're supposed to customize and develop your product, we're always trying to make sure that people can add value in the production that will not cost them years of recovery. Mm. And it will add value to their customers as long as they will be able to make profit. Because like the opposite example was on our side, one, um, one of our customers, um, he created a product, 
with a better quality, better thickness of this product, reusable, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it came out with like I believe uh, twice uh, over market price. And he wasn't able to sell it at the market price, the market price that he wanted to, because market was not ready for this product right. for this price. But however, as you're saying, as long as market ready to buy this specific product with extra value that doesn't cost you much, generally speaking, when you're gaining hundred bucks on the product, it doesn't cost you anything. It's free. Yeah. And you're able to add more value and you're able to earn more money. And you even probably don't have to order thousands of products uh, from uh, your supplier because you don't have to sell much to make more money. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, too, is here's the here's a trick on launch. So if you decide that you're going to go out at that high tier, let's use the Dead Sea Mud and you think you could bring out a product in around that 79 to 90-ish range. Well, have the packaging, have, and I'll get into this in a second, but it's got to look, the perceived value has got to be there in the listing, and the quality of the product can't be crappy because all you'll do is somebody's going to pay 70 bucks and they're going to give you a one-star review. It's got to have high quality. If you don't have that, or you're doing yourself a disservice if you have a crappy listing and a high quality product. So, you know, nobody's going to buy it because it's a crappy listing. So one of the tricks is if I go to that top tier, that 70 to $90 um, tier, I want to price it coming out in the mid of the second tier. So if it's in that 40, 34 to $40 range, because I want people to see my listing know that they're getting a product that should be on the upper level, they're going to think they got a huge value. So you could do that by showing that it's an $80 product and you're giving a $20 um, uh, uh, digital coupon or something like that. People will look at that and they will see that the perception is that, oh, uh, like it's in the second tier, but it's really a Cadillac rather than, you know, a, uh, a Ford Escape. Yeah, I totally agree. I love this approach. Yeah, yeah. And again, let's go back to the, like, now what makes up perception, images are the biggest thing. Um, you know, I was just on my podcast talking about 3D rendering. You know, when to use 3D rendering, when not to use it. But uh, 3D rendering is so important when you when you have a product, uh, especially packaged. If you're using like card, a stock board or like I call it a tuck box, um, don't use a tuck box. Don't take a picture of the packaging. Let a professional, like just go get it 3D rendered. It's so cheap now and it'll look perfect because there's any printed product has imperfections. And, yeah. you know, if you take a look, I love looking at uh, the pillow listings. You can see the people that use 3D rendering and the people that have all these wrinkles all over their pillows and it just doesn't look good. Yeah, and the, when you're doing the photo session, photo sessions are great. Like, you can do as many photo sessions as you want to. However, like you said, imperfection of the product is pretty hard to fix. Even you're a professional, even you're ordering the professional photo session, because after that, you have to Photoshop and you're adding more steps. There are some products that you cannot... Um, do the 3D rendering and right. Amazon is requiring you like you have to show the exactly what it is so you cannot do the 3D but most of the products for the listing is better to uh, do the 3D rendering that will be you won't have to correct shadows uh, lights and everything else so because the perfect and initially is uh, uh, ideal generally speaking and I uh, learned this lesson when I was creating my first trade show back to Russia when I was 17 or eight, no, 18 years old. And uh, my uh, partner asked me, because that was my first trade show, I had, I had no idea how to do that. And he, he asked me, do you think uh, the product that you are showing at the trade show is supposed to be better than the real one or worse or exactly like it is? And I said, no, it's supposed to be exactly like it is. He said, no, you're absolutely incorrect. Because the product that you are 
presenting and you're promoting supposed to be better and look better than it's in the reality. I, well, I uh, disagreed back to that time. However, now being uh, many years in the marketing, I understand because people are clicking on a picture. It's supposed to be close to what you're selling on Amazon. However, it cannot be far away from the reality. So I agree about the tree rendering with you. Just was well, that's good. Real, long, long, real lyrics, but one of the things I'll do too is when you think of a supplement bottle. So 3D rendering is really good for that. Um, but one of the things I'll try to do when I'm talking to the, whoever the artist is going to be is I try to get rid of all of the the crowding. So if you see that, you know, the, the key supplement facts are coming, the directions and all this stuff, and it's, it's, it's a distraction. So I'll take only what I have to, to, to be on there. So it might be the, the brand name, the name of the supplement, the count, the weight, and I'll, I'll actually stretch it out so it's much larger so people can read it and it's cleaner. Now, if somebody orders that, they're not going to complain that, oh, you know, you didn't show me the supplement. Now, you could show the supplement facts on another slide or, or, or photograph, but I think it's really important to make it clear. It's just like anything, just like the, the photos themselves. I look at, and I don't know about you, I don't want to read a photograph. If there's a book on a photograph, I'm not looking at it. I'm putting bullet points or nothing on the photograph. And um, I mean, the photograph is like a storyboard. It should speak for itself. Uh, if you do need words on, like I have lots of photos that have a short title, like ingredients. I'll say key ingredients and I'll show a really beautiful, like Burt's Bees does this really good. But um, coconut oil, uh, sunflower oil, uh, shea butter. And you'll so, show like three pictures of it. There's your ingredients, you know, um, and I'm not going to write a book on every, it just distracts, it distracts uh, people's attention. And they're not going to look at it. Of course. I know that you're using external traffic at the moment you're launching the product, yes or no? Actually, before I launched the product. Before you launched the product. Yeah. So it'll be another great tip. I, I have, um, I use usually about two weeks prior to launching the product, I make sure that there's a few things in place. My social media is, uh, I'm an old brand guy. So the first thing I have to do is take a look at my social media and make sure that any of the social media platforms are consistent with my brand. I'll tell my social media manager to make specific templates for the different colors. And we're going to figure out what type of content is going to be on there. Now, if we only pick one, um, social media platform or multiple, we want to show about 10 posts. Now, we don't want to show all motivational quotes. I mean, you want to mix it up. You want to show value, 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 value. No promotion at all at the beginning. But um, I would do, you know, something like uh, it could be a curated content. It could be a blog article that you created. It could be you could have one motivational quote, um, questions, polls, uh, images, lifestyle images that you gave to some influencer to take some to give you back some user generated content, and just start adding it there. You're you're um, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on a website. It could be a one pager, but it's got to be consistent with your social media. If you're doing uh, an email campaign, you want to make sure that your email signature is consistent with your brand and the tone of your brand and the tone of your website and social media is consistent with your Amazon uh, listing. So that's the first thing. And then what I'll do is I might not have an Amazon listing, uh, I might not have it yet, but what I'll, I'll do is I'll create content. Let's say I'm selling soap. Okay. So different types of soap. What are the benefits of cold process soap? Um, are there different types? Like what are the different types of soap? What are the different ingredients I'm using? The aromatherapy like uh, of lavender or sandalwood. Uh, so I'll start to build up the content. And then that way, not only it serves a double purpose, I could take it, 
I can use snippets of that on Twitter. I can use um, uh, just repurposing that over on my um, uh, Facebook site or whatever site, but it gives me content to repurpose. And then now that I have content, Google's going to be picking it up. I want Google to pick it up. And then how do you know that Google will actually pick it up? What if Google will not index it at all? Well, it's easy enough to check. So you can go in and you can just do a search operator like uh, title. So in title, and you can see if they picked it up or not. So the, and what do you do? Like if they did not pick it up and it's not happening, what actions are you doing? Well, one of the ways that we used to do it is just go to a, like a, a place like Pingdom and just make sure that it gets um, indexed. So that tells the spider to come back and pick it up. And one thing I, I want to make really clear, Google's made some huge changes over the years. And one of the things that you don't want to do is sell or just be keyword driven. Google is all about relevancy now. And when you put together an article, we could talk for an hour on this, but formatting high quality content is what Google is looking for. Okay. So, you know, and, and it, it's no longer just writing 250 words and making sure that you have an H1 tag uh, followed by your subheaders with H2 tag. It's making sure that you have your summary. It's certain, the links, like very few, if any type of anchor links, um, just most of ours have none except at the end when we're referencing anything that we're using uh, or the author. But um, we'll have a table of contents. Table of contents, the way that that's structured and the way that the headers are structured on there so we can use those snippets to rank. So if we have a question, well, what we're talking, I call it the Google answer box, but you know the, the box that comes up that says people who requested this also? Yes. Okay. So how do you get in there and what's the right format? So there's keys to getting in there. And if you take a look, like let's say you type in um, uh, best lavender soap uh, or uh, aromatherapy, lavender aroma, um, and you benefits of a lavender aroma, uh, aroma, you'll see the questions that come down, click on them and see, do they want a bullet point, a paragraph or a sentence? Make sure you're answering in that type of format. And then, um, I mean, there's so many easy ways to just figure out the questions to ask in that table. Of con uh, in that table. Now, you can use, there's a lot of easy ways to figure out so you don't have writer's block or your, con uh, your content writers don't. You can use Jasper. Or, or yeah. Jasper or Phrase is excellent. Um, that's, you know, I, that's my go-to is phrase or word.ai. Um, anyways, those are some that help out. Keep in mind, don't let any of them write the content for you. There's a huge difference in the way an, a, a human will write and AI. It's, it's not perfected. And I'm hearing a lot of gurus saying, oh, I just used Jasper five minutes a day. No, it's not going to no. give you the same results. It's not. It's not. Yeah. And we also checked Jasper. And in the beginning, I was super excited. I'm like, damn, now we can save on the copywriter. It's like thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. a month. And I checked it out. I'm like, no, it's not going to work. It's still uh, like you can get an idea. However, you still need a person who will be behind it. And it will, probably will take years till it will be perfect or close to be perfect. I don't know if you heard about um, a week, couple days ago, DALI came up, came out. Uh, finally, it's another AI that is creating the pictures based on, your, based on your task. So, for example, you want to see whale in a crown and you type there whale in a crown and the AI is creating for you whale in a crown. What is that called? DALI. D-A-L-L and I think E or dot E. I think DALI, yeah. So you will Google it and you'll see DALI. It's... Huh. 
it, the idea is so great. They still far from perfect. They just launched. It's a better version. It's still free. Uh, I was playing with this like half of my night two days ago, the moment they came out because I was on a waiting list. And it, it's it's kind of cute. I was trying to put some requests like uh, German Shepherd and Mini Aussie mix. <laughs> and it's actually creating for you based on the like uh, searches that they're doing and like all over the internet. It, it's a pretty cool thing. It's so cool. Yeah, but anyway, all these AIs, they are so imperfect yet. So you always need the person behind it. What I like um, about that is that um, with, uh, and we use, when we use phrase, it's like answer the public. So if we're, if we're trying to figure out, okay, what other type of content or what are people asking, phrase will give you this mind map of not only um, people who are, let's say you type in a keyword, well, people are asking about the benefits of this, uh, the features of this, the and it'll create this whole list of people or um, articles. But the key is that it's the number one ranked article. And when you click on it, you get to see it. And then you can take that information and it will tell you what you need to create the article to be as good or better. Yeah. That, that that makes sense. And I heard that you, Norm, also have something as an external traffic that is doing something very tricky magic that is sent into universe and everybody that know about the products and the businesses and everything else. Do you want us to do you want to share with us or not? Sure, sure. So I've always believed in old school marketing. So if that's emails or whatever it is. One of the things that has worked for us, I've talked about it for years, is working with press releases and just doing it right uh, and getting the word out there. Authority equals trust equals sales. And it, whether it's a pre-launch or if it's ongoing, if you can be that person that people trust, and how do they do it? Well, if they see that you're on Fox or NBC or uh, USA Today, they're going to give you some credibility. Now, the other thing is, depending on, like, not all press releases are created e equal. Some are very inexpensive. Some are free. And the difference is the type of link that you're going to get. And that could be like a small town USA link compared to um, MarketWatch or Reuters. Those would be such a like much higher value than somebody like, you know, small town, Indiana, USA, uh, NBC, small town, Indiana, USA. It means really nothing. So by creating the right press release in the right environment, not only can you get authority, I wasn't, I never told you about this, but let's say that you have Amazon sales and that you're in Fort Lauderdale and you want to become the number one geo-ranked uh, keyword overnight in Fort Lauderdale or some, it's got to be 350,000 people or less. All you have to do in your title is put in Fort Lauderdale and the keywords that you have in your title will rank almost instantly. Like within 24 hours, you will have keywords ranked regarding your products in Fort Lauderdale. And if people are looking for your products in Fort Lauderdale, they're going to see that if they type in, you know, whatever bully sticks, um, they'll see your Amazon store or your keywords about the press release come up. The link in your press release is going to go back to your Amazon store. And Generally one speaking, I can create the press release, uh, like the general one, and then I can create for 50 states and the uh, islands and Washington, D.C., and then we will be ranked in all over the places. Yeah, you could go global if you wanted. Yeah. So, and there there are better press releases or press releases that do, um, that cover more of a marketplace. So, and they're generally more expensive. So you could get a press release that will go out to major networks. So a distributor. So like, for, for instance, for us, we might have, two, three, four different distribu distribution networks that we're working with. 
but it'll also go out to influencers and bloggers. It'll go out to, like, we'll see about Haro. Haro, we work quite a help a reporter out. Uh, we'll work with um, with that as well. And, oh, I got another coffee. My gosh, look at this. Well, thank you. <laughs> there, I don't mind that. Vintage. Nice. Yeah, vintage old. That's what it says, basically. It's actually a very good product to sell on Amazon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um the the better press releases you can have um like go out to thousands of news outlets content distributing networks like yahoo finance reuters like i said but it can also go out to trade magazines periodicals influencers blog uh blogger uh blog writers everybody that you can think of and it could be regionalized so if if you want to just pick a state you or a city a lot of the times you can pick trade magazines or you could even uh, magazines within the local community. So if you've got a local paper that has an online source, you can go there. The Kitchener-Waterloo Record. You haven't heard of that. I don't even know if it exists. But, you know, uh, it could be on that location if I wanted Southern Ontario, Canada. We do quite a bit of that where it's geofencing, where you're trying to target where you want to go with the press releases. All we have to know is just, you know, exactly who or where you want to target. A bigger and better, stronger way of doing this is creating a really good article, either prior to launch or just ongoing. And then you you publish that article, you get it ranked, and then you write a press release. And the press release is a newsworthy article about the blog articles. The blog article might talk about... Um, healthy tips uh, for elderly dogs, okay? How bully sticks provide healthy tips for elderly dogs. Your news um, article might be a proven research. So it could be uh, something like grass-fed bully sticks uh, provide healthy nutrition to elderly dogs. So that's more newsworthy than this. You link the two together. There's a link that will allow you to link to your blog article the press release goes out, goes to hundreds, if not thousands of news outlets, and that links to your blog article. And both of those are going back to your Amazon um, store. So you're getting links to either your store or for, to your uh, product page. Very strong. Do you think the best way to go about it is to um, create this um, massive links that are like are uh, would drive the traffic towards Amazon listing or towards uh, like Shopify store, for example, or internet store. And then they will drive to Amazon listing. Uh, and I'm asking this because let's say something changed or Amazon shut down your listing and everything you've done before and prior is not working for you anymore. So, do you like recommend to like, or it depends on the approach we're going to use? Like, well, you can always change your linking on your content, so that wouldn't matter. So, if you change your linking, you went back. It's always good, by the way, to maybe once a year, twice a year, change or add a paragraph at the bottom of your um, blog article, so Google will come back and re-rank it, so re-index it. Yeah. So, uh, but. Um, your question, I like linking to my um, listing directly because it's all those authority links. Now, a lot of them, uh, they won't count, but they are linking back. There's external traffic going back to your listing. We're, not, we're doing this for the authority links. We're not doing it so much for traffic, especially for the very low ends. We call them social media press releases. Uh, I would just send it back to your Amazon listing. I mean, you could, if you could, you can promote a sale. Um, it just has to be done the right way. And you can send that over to a landing page and then the landing page over to the Amazon listing, just so you don't get the tire kickers. And there's a lot of traffic that doesn't convert. That's one way of doing it. Um, I like sending traffic over to Amazon uh, because I want people to buy off of Amazon uh, and give me that sales velocity that I want. Um, but this is, and I don't want to confuse people, but 
I will change what I just said when I use a service like um, if if you do if you've ever heard of this a Google Business Profile. Within Google Business Profile, you can take an image, you can take and create the keyword or whatever it is. But what they're going to say is they're going to say, "What is your brand?" You put your brand in there. What's your category? Put that in there, and then add your listings. So you can put a, an image for your Amazon listing. Okay, let's say it's a bully stick. So that bully stick is going over to Amazon. Over to my Amazon store. Maybe I've got the six pack and the 12 pack. That goes over to my Amazon storefront. Oh, but then I've got another one that I'm calling grass fed bully sticks, which just a different image going over to my Shopify store and another one going over to my Walmart. All of a sudden, Google My Business has created instantly shoppable images that are on Google image and can be shopped. And if you've set up your Google business profile properly, um, you'll be ranked. You'll be, I mean, it's a fantastic tool, but just to get your images out there and your content out there, that's the place to publish it. And it, it will automatically go to one link. It's called an anchor link. So wherever you want it to go, if that's all back to Amazon, but if you put photos up there, you can point them anywhere you want. So it's it's crazy. I mean, it really is a crazy tool for ranking. And as you said, nobody's using it. Nobody is. Yeah, so it's no competition. No, and well, what I guarantee you, you're going to get all these SEO guys coming back and saying, you can't use Google My Business. It's called Google Business Profile now. Um, it's only for bricks and mortar. I get it all the time. Absolutely, 100%, you can use it for um, for brands. It's made for brands. It, it, I mean, years ago, you couldn't do it, but check it out. If you don't believe me, just go to brands or check out uh, Google brand account, and it will show you the magic of Google business profile. Yeah, and then we all will start thinking norm for this magic that will uh, convert into our sales very soon because to my knowledge you also help with us with this right I, I do I, I do um, like a lot of this you can do yourself but like anything if you're working with uh, a company that um, does this uh, it, it can help but um, It is so important that you take a look at those results with especially Google business profile because the ranking that you get not only helps you on Amazon, but you get the ranking. And what I was telling you before, you get the clickless ranking. And if you don't know what clickless ranking is, it's that Google is intelligent and it's going to say, oh, you're relevant for this. Well, you must be relevant for these keywords. And all of a sudden, you're getting ranked for keywords you never even tried to rank for. And I didn't tell you this, I don't think. But on mobile phones, you if you rank number one in relevancy, you cannot be second. And it takes you three swipes to get down to the second person that's ranking. It's three swipes of real estate. It's awesome. It is. So let's assume, it's not just let's assume, it's, it's, it's like how it is. We're all entrepreneurs. And to my, with, like with my experience, we have two types of entrepreneurs. Some entrepreneurs, they do everything by themselves. Yeah. And others, they're delegating uh, stuff to companies and to people. Like I understand, like me as a business owner, I have to work on, on ranking my agency <laughs> And to provide as uh, much value as possible to the community and um, create the leads, which is mean my team support supposed to uh, work with with our leads and do everything. And uh, when we're creating press releases or we're doing uh, any blog posts uh, or something else, we have companies, agencies, and uh, people that were delegating this stuff. And I believe most of the listeners they love everything you just said. And they really want to implement it to their business. However, most of them don't have time to learn. Even they will take a look and they will see that this is the proven concept and norm was right. 
and is right. So can they ask you and your team to help them to do that? Absolutely. So if uh, uh, we, we have a company set up that uh, works with all the different types of press releases, we're set up with a bunch of different distribution and similar uh, people don't realize, most people that aren't in the business don't realize that you can, have, you can publish a blog article, but why don't you distribute it to a huge network similar to a press release? So you get all those links as well. So that's another thing that will help provide. So we can help write the content uh, properly to format it properly, as well as the press release. We can tell you whether it'll be beneficial for the social media press release or the more traditional higher end press release. Um, there's so many things that we can do. And it also ties into influencer as well as like the, the whole influencer marketing side as well, because our products and press releases go out to a, a network of influencers that can help with either user generated content. Um, and it, it's just an all in one content marketing company. So if people are interested, just let us know. How many uh, press releases are each individual product supposed to release every single month or year? Or like, what is the optimum frequency? You are asking the wrong person because I am so biased. I have put out press releases so many, way back, way before Amazon. But press releases are my lifeblood and the reason I bought, I bought this press release company was because I believe in press releases. And press, press releases for me is all about authority. So it's about my company. It's about who I hired. It's about the partnerships, the sponsorships, the launches, the promo. And I want to fill up Google, any search terms, with multiple responds uh, like if I have type in a, if somebody types in a search term, I don't want them to see me once. I want them to see me fill up most of the page and, or if it's just a new launch, I want that buyer to come in and say, yeah, this is a rock solid brand. We're all micro brands. Nobody knows us when we're launching. And if they can come on and see us, then, you know, that's all the better. Now, going back to your question, it really depends on the niche. It could be if I'm selling HDMI cables, I might do at the beginning, maybe two to four in a period of a month. If I'm in a really heavy niche and I can get into a network, like let's say it is supplements. Supplements is very hard niche to find anybody to take. But if you could, I would be doing multiple press releases a week. Uh, but when it tapers off, I want to be consistent. Google wants you to be consistent. So for me, I do something once a month. I'll put out a high, high quality piece of content with a press release. And then I'll put out um, three other small, smaller types of content. So for example, it might be uh, the lavender aromatherapy tied with a soap recipe. And I'll put that out. But my main content will be something that's 1,500 words to 2,500 words. I pay, I pay high-quality content writers to do that one. You can get away with um, other content writers that might not have the skill as the top-quality ones. But that one a month, I do that. Now, some people don't or can't afford to do that once a month. I would do it once a quarter. If you're not doing it once a quarter, I mean, some people don't do anything. And it drives me crazy. Yeah, you you got to do it. And it's yeah. like, it's not that expensive. And to my knowledge, Norm, you are not charging like a lot of money. You, like your prices are super affordable. And um, me personally, first of all, Norm is an authority in the community. Uh, everybody knows Norm. Why? See, I probably need Rome. I already, I misspoke your name today already like three times. <laughs> so uh, everybody knows Norm and uh, everybody loves him. 
I love him too. And it's, it's been a while I was uh, stalking on Norman team. And I was like, one day I will handshake. And like every single time we're going to the events and like we're all over the places and I didn't have a chance to actually handshake Norm. But I'm watching most of your podcasts and I'm watching all your reels that you started posting on the social media. And there are some, your Pictures with uh, Team Jordan are super funny. It's like every single one is an art. And it's, genuinely speaking, it's a proof of concept of uh, all the social media content uh, and everything that Norm just talked about. So me personally, I highly recommend to go to Norm uh, Netfluence company, right? Correct. Okay. So what's the best way to sign up? What's the best way to reach out? And should they request the subscription immediately or should they go about, and I think you just about the one press press release first? It's easy enough uh, to do a subscription, but I don't want people just to sign up for a subscription. I want to make sure they're getting the right uh, product, the right service. So I would probably, you could reach out to me uh, just Probably the best, I'm going to give you a different address, but norm at amz.club. That is my go-to. I've had that email forever, and um, everything comes over to me. I answer everything. But uh, probably what will end up happening is I'll get you a contact with um, Shane Oglo, who is the president of Net Netfluence, and he will walk every single person through the process because we want to make sure that you're not wasting money, that it's done properly. Well, you have to be ready. Russian, Russians, they are very, very uh, aggressive and uh, active. So the moment they hear that it's possible, they will start knocking your door. So you probably will have to hire another person to walk everybody <laughs> over through the process. I'll, I'll clone Shane. <laughs> yeah, that, like that you should. Like the other day, my husband said, you know, I, I was sleeping pretty bad to them tonight. I'm like, why? He said, you know, I saw the dream that you cloned yourself and you left me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so <laughs> this is one of my dreams. I actually want to clone myself. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> leave you. However, yeah, cl clones are probably our future and one day we will come up with this and we will be able to do as much stuff as possible because we have someone who can substitute us for 100%. Well, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Norm, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, people don't know what we've been talking almost two hours. However, the podcast was uh, at 50-something minutes and I hope it, will, hope it was very useful for everybody. It's been useful for me. I learned a lot. Norm, thank you so much. And we're going to... Send you emails and ask you to introduce us to your president of the company, uh, Shane, right? Right. Very good. Okay. And Shane speaks Russian. Yeah, and he speaks Russian, guys, so it will be much easier for everyone. Yeah, thank you, Norm. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you.